0: 29 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast.
1: If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com.
0: Now, ready to do his uh, 15 minutes of real, actual work, Tim Murray. We haven't used that
2: quote yet. You noticed. Space out. Yeah, you know, stare at your computer for a couple minutes. I'd say in a given week, I do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Mm. Very good. Yes. Hey, how are you? How you guys doing? I'm good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is a trick question. Like he's going to spring something. Oh, really? Yeah. Exactly. What about this? Yeah, Jim, you good? I am. Alright. There yeah. you go. Everybody here's good. Well, I feel like we should ask
2: you now. How are you? I'm okay. All right, good. <laughs> we, can get into, we can get into the trade a little later that I basically predicted on the show yesterday at the mega deal that the Padres would uh would bring in, but um last night when I was uh when I was on the air around I don't know, 10.30 your time, maybe 10 o'clock your time, is when we got the news that Vin Scully had passed away, and man, I, I just, I I found myself during every break just watching different highlights of of Vin Scully calls, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to have Brent Musburger call in, I don't know, five, ten minutes after the news uh, came out that, Vin Scully had passed and he told some stories about, you know, Vin and, and, you know, the impact he had on his career. And, um, <laughs> the one thing I thought was amazing that someone tweeted out last night was the Ford C. Frick Award is the award given out to the, annually by the, uh, by the Hall of Fame to note, um, you know, major contributions to, to baseball. And Vince Scully won that award in 1982 and then would go on to call baseball for 34 more years. (laughs) Wow. Where did he have to go?
0: Could he win it twice? Could he win it for the next 34 years too?
2: I mean, Yuke is, is getting pretty close to, uh, to right. passing that, too. Uke got the award in 2003, and he's still calling games now. But, yeah, Vin Scully was awarded that uh, honor in 1982, and he retired in, what, 2016. So it's... How many
0: different partners did uh, Vin Scully have in his years of calling Dodger games? Because it wasn't him and somebody else for 67 years. It was him and... A ton of other guys, I'm sure, that rolled through there. Right. He had to have a few different
2: some second of the best chairs. I, he did. Um, but I do know that a lot of the time, he was by himself. I mean, he was... For nine innings? I, I'm not going to say the entire time, but he was such a incredible storyteller that he he spent a long time... By himself, calling games, but I'm sure I'm sure there have been plenty of people that have you know been his partners. Uh, it says Jerry Jerry Doggett from '56 to '87, Ross Porter from '77 to 2004. Um, Scully worked the entire game except for the third and seventh innings uh, throughout his throughout his career. Really? Yep.
0: Someone else who would who would jump in instead of him? Why? Well, they had they had um... nobody. They just Charlie. To, they just well, shut the, shut the broadcast <laughs> shut off for for that inning because it was Vince Scully. Dodger fans didn't
2: care. Charlie Steiner. He got he came in. He's been a part of uh, Dodger broadcasts for a while. But yeah, you think about you know so many different um, moments that he was a part of. The Buckner ground ball to in you know, 1986, uh, probably the Kirk Gibson home run is, is one of his most memorable calls.
1: He called Hank Aaron's seven fifteen.
2: called Hank Aaron. He called people don't, I don't think people realize this. His last football game that he ever called was 49ers Cowboys NFC championship game on the CBS. Catch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: I don't uh I don't think I ever heard Vin call, you know, on Dodger the Dodger Radio Network call a baseball game It's I, time I, for Dodger Baseball. And he started that way every night, right? Yep. But I saw him on I heard him on network sure. TV mm-hmm. do games, you know, I thought he was quite competent. Um <laughs> right. Well, right. <laughs> good. He'll be happy. Well, wow, his family will that, be happy. It was a bit of a delayed reaction. <laughs> Um, but I don't think I ever I I don't think I ever heard him call a Dodger game, just calling the game.
2: One of the things and I I felt almost silly saying this was um him in For Love of the Game, if anyone's seen that movie, the Kevin Costner movie, he basically was the Yeah, he was. narrator of the whole movie. Yeah, you know, he broadcasted the game and um that's one of the more I mean he's he's tremendous in that too, just kind of you know being the broadcaster of of Kevin Costner's character throwing this perfect game in, in Yankee Stadium at the he end didn't, of his career. He didn't need a movie for that. He called three perfect
0: games in his career. <laughs> Twenty-five no hitters, I believe. Yeah, twenty. 20- three perfect games he Jeez. called. Well he broadcast for sixty-seven <laughs> years. I mean he, that's a that's long he, time. That is a long time. <laughs> What, do you think there should have
2: been more? Like, didn't he call all the perfect games?
0: <laughs> right,
1: every single one.
2: <laughs> Don Larson's perfect game. Check. In, uh, six. 1956, game five. Sandy Koufax do a perfect game in 1965. Hank Aaron, uh, we mentioned that, the homer uh, that set the record, in 1974. Buckner's um, error in game six of the 86 World Series, and then the Gibson pinch hit home run. Uh, I do not believe what I just saw. That's Jack Buck. Oh, that's – uh. what yeah. was he? He was uh, in the year of the – I think it was, was like in the year of the improbable. Right. The, the impossible, yeah, impossible as just that's a, happened. it.
0: Yep. Yep. So there were two good calls on the Gibson home run. Yeah. I mean, well,
2: both, by, both by iconic both broadcasters. Decent broadcasters, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Well, I sent – and I think, you know, the thing that – you know, and Brent kind of talked about this in the interview that we had with him last night, which was, you know, Brent I guess told Vin, Hey, you know, I get yeah, I get excited, you know, I, I you know, I get all he said, you know, why why do you never get excited? He said, You know, when I when I call games, I did that initially and I went back and listened to it. He's like, I didn't like the way I sounded, so I, I changed it. I mean his just demeanor and how he could just depict everything so perfectly while weaving in these stories is is remarkable and I think the neat thing about last night was you know all the different clips that were making the rounds um, from Vin and not just the calls of iconic moments which will certainly make their rounds too but i, I sent rock two different <laughs> clips of stories this isn't gonna be
0: there's a fly ball to center yeah. one away one away one away
2: <laughs> so i i sent him two different clips i don't does rock i don't know if rock has got them. all right so do you want to hear about johnny gomes and the wolf or do you want to hear about madison bumgardner and the snake I think I'm going for the wolf. Yeah, the wolf, the wolf, wolf man. Okay. All right, all right, Rock, wolf. I think that was the first clip I sent you, Johnny Gomes and the and the wolf. You know, just as a reminder, we're
0: just three weeks away from Ray Caldwell being struck by lightning on the mound. <laughs> 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 That's right. <laughs> the anniversary of that. Legend. All right. You ready? All
3: right. Finn Scully, the wolf story. Johnny, to make the understatement of the day, has had a very tough life. We can give you maybe one or two stories. We don't want to get into too much of the privacy area. Let's start when he was 12. He was doing work on his grandmother's house, and a hired hand showed up with a wolf on a leash. Here's the 2-0 pitch. <laughs> I love that. 2-on-1. Anyway, <laughs> Johnny loved game. dogs. He'd never owned one, though he had no idea about how serious a wolf might be. So he walked up to the wolf, and the man hollered at him, No, it's a real wolf, don't pet it. The 2-1 pitch, in, yeah. Well, the man ties up the wolf, goes around the corner to mend defense fence, and Johnny goes back to the wolf, saying something like, Oh, I'll talk to him and it'll be great. And the wolf attacks him, has knocked him down on his chest, just about ready to devour him. Two two pitch, check swing, no <laughs> swing. No, all three. Johnny suddenly, totally and completely relaxed. He was done. He knew it. And whatever he did by relaxing, the wolf decided, "Uh huh, I don't have a rival here." And the wolf got off his chest. Johnny got up and walked away. Round ball by the diving <laughs> Turner. And the base hit by Johnny Gomes. That's awesome. So a one out single left by the Wolf man. <laughs> you know, wolf. man.
0: He's
3: got a nickname now.
0: <laughs> Johnny Gomes. All right. I'm going to look his just casually worked that reference in he, up yeah. During his at bat. That's great baseball talk right there. That's just great. Works the game in. Great story. And for 67 years, he had to do stuff like that. You can't just call balls and strikes, you know?
1: Exactly.
2: Youch. <laughs> I mean, to put it all in perspective, he called, I'm trying to think, he called games with Jackie Robinson, and he was on the call of. Bryce Harper's first game. I mean, that's that's the range of, of you know, that he was in the, in the league for. 1950, he was the voice of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Grew up in New York. Traveled with the team to L.A. when they relocated. Stayed there, obviously, his entire career. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just insane to think about all the people he... All the games he called, all the things he saw. And... Um, what an icon he was! So, and every—I mean, no, I don't think anyone's going to talk uh, ill of uh, of Vince Scully today after he, you know, passed away. But it's—it's it's, you don't really hear many negative things said about Vince Scully. Let's
0: not forget about his work on CBS on Battle of the Sexes. Remember that? <laughs> I the don't remember. Sunday that. It was yeah. like after the football season was over and there was nothing to watch. Uh, there was a show where they would match up like uh, a couple of tennis players or something like that golfers and they'd handicap it somehow and I think it was he and Phyllis George who who did Battle of the Sexes on CBS. I don't know I don't know how they got I guess he had free time it was cold yet spring training wasn't starting. He also called the catch the
1: 1981 yep. NFC Championship yeah.
0: game. Yeah. It was his last football game.
1: Yeah.
2: He did uh, tennis and golf. He did golf, too. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, Brent let us know that he was on the 18th uh, for, for the Masters for a handful of years when he was at CBS.
0: Yeah. U.S. Open tennis. Yeah. He was a villain of
1: all trades. It was Farrah Fawcett on that Battle of the Sexes in 77. Was it? Farrah Fawcett, Rob Reiner, Bill Cosby. (laughs) Bill Cosby's on (laughs) it.
0: Battle of the Sexes. Well, that just just blew the whole mood right there. Yeah, right. Sorry. Bill Cosby. (laughs) Yeah, Battle of the Sexes. Right? Is Vin credited in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Farrah played tennis. He was a good tennis player. Did he ever
0: make it out of the baseball bunch? Vin? Yeah. Because Lasorda was, you, you know, would, the dugout wizard. You would think, right? Because it was so Dodger-centric. I, I don't know. I don't remember a clip with him, but he's quite a baseball guy. I mean, he's around baseball 67 years. That doesn't rate a, a talk to the baseball bunch every now and then? How do you think Vin felt about guys like, uh, who, uh, who am I trying to think of? He did this week, in Mel Allen, this week in baseball. Oh, yeah. How about that? Mm. You know, a great show. Before we had ESPN, and that was your highlights from the the week. week, For the
1: week. Yeah, Yeah, to watch it. Yeah. He called a World Series with uh, Mel Allen. Did he really?
0: Yeah. Okay, so maybe he was cool with
1: Mel. When Mel was the. uh, Or am I getting him mixed up? I think when he was the Yankees announcer, was he the Yankees
0: announcer? Mel Allen, is that where he was? I don't know. Was he in the giant baseball booth uh, in uh, Naked Gun? I think he was. <laughs> was he really? I don't know. Was he? That, Mel Allen was in that. Bob Costas. <laughs> Costas was also in basketball, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. How, is that the name yeah, of the movie? he was yeah. in. He yeah. and Dan. Yeah, so. Well, 94,
2: not a bad run for Vin. No. I mean, he got to call games all the way through uh, his 80s. So not yeah, not a bad uh, certainly not a bad life uh, whatsoever. And and he stepped down on his own
0: too. He you know he, I'm sure the Dodgers would have kept him around. I mean, he, oh geez, yes. the Cubs kept Harry Carey around for yeah. how long? And that he was constant. drunk even when yeah, he knew how the to call a game. Threads <laughs> had been worn off his screw. Yeah. yeah. Dante Bachet. <laughs> you ever seen that picture
1: of him in the in the booth with this? He's just in his boxer shorts and his hair is like messed up, and it's like Great. no, Harry didn't drink on the job.
0: Are you, are you sure that's not Will Ferrell doing <laughs> Harry Carey was It good. wasn't, but it should be. <laughs> uh yeah, who is more entertaining, Harry or Vin? Pound for pound,
2: I guess it depends on what you uh, <laughs> deem entertaining. Yeah. What do you What do you want? <laughs> Harry, would, pro- get, Harry uh, would
0: get absolutely disgusted when a player would come up, you know, in a clutch situation, oh, he would. runners in scoring position, and he would just accentuate the BAM! <laughs> Dim up," <laughs> you know. And then you talk about I don't understand why you brought a player out there who's not batting this. Why weight. are we talking about Harry Carey on this day to honor <laughs> Vince Scully?
1: Candy Mabadabadado. Nice.
0: <laughs> 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 Certainly, Vince Scully. But never Harry Carey won the Ford C. Frick Award well, he too. Did. He was good for baseball Uker then, I guess. Say, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they're in the same company. Unfortunately, there's no Vince, Vin had, Vin uh, broadcast with dignity. Oh yeah. You know, he wasn't clowning it up. The clip we just heard explained it
1: all. (laughs) Just told a great story, kept the game on track and uh, yeah. Yeah. Work the pitch count into your story and there you go. I could picture both things going at the same time. The game and the wolf attacking. I
2: know. (laughs) Yeah. Story. The other, yeah, the other one. If you want to look it up on uh, on YouTube, was him talking about Madison Bumgarner and his wife were out roping cattle, and he chopped up a snake that came with them, and there was a jackrabbit inside the snake, still here, alive. Here, 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 here. Let's let's just why not do them both? All right. <laughs> He's not going to die again
3: tomorrow. We'll get a chance for this. You know Bumgarner tells a story which in a sense reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player. Two years ago in spring training and he and his wife were roping cattle which is what they do. One one sink <laughs> sinker low ball two two and one and they were startled by a large snake. And Madison thought it was a rattlesnake so he grabbed an axe and he hacked the snake to pieces. <laughs> There's something more to the story. 2 1 pitch. Low, ball three, three and one. When his wife Allie and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, she found two baby jackrabbits inside pieces of the snake and extracted them. 3 1 pitch to Turner, way inside ball four. And after she extracted them a short while later, The Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Well, his wife brought the rabbit back to their apartment. For the next few days, they kept it warm, bottle-nursed it, and the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. First, it gets eaten by a snake, then the snake gets chopped to pieces, then it gets picked up by people and lives. It's all true. Meanwhile line drive based on the <laughs> by Hendrick and the Dodgers <laughs> are in business no, as an aside to this, time time to. this <laughs> is a riveting tale. Well, I guess really the morale of the whole story about the rabbit and the <laughs> snake. You've got to somehow survive. You've got to somehow battle back a lesson. <laughs> Well, that. I I
0: I don't mean to disagree with Mr. Scully or Mr. Baumgartner here, but I don't think that rabbit was tough. I think that rabbit was incredibly lucky that oh, day. Heck. Not not tough. But one rabbit lived and the other <laughs> oh, died. Yeah, because the one rabbit was tough. Tougher. Tougher. Okay. All right. Fine. I don't and think
1: roping cattle's in Baumgartner's contract. No. <laughs> you can rope cattle cattle during spring training. That's probably against his contract.
0: But whatever. That's a side note. Got to be done. Yep, sure does. Rope them, whip them, brand them. Cattle's not yep. going to rope itself. It's true. And then a rattlesnake shows up. I'm sure that's yeah. not in his contract either. No, probably Rab's not. An axe. Who has an axe while they're out roping cattle? Bumgarner. Yeah, <laughs> Madison Bumgarner. Yes, there mad, it is. There's the answer. Bad bum. Yeah. So if you see that on Jeopardy tonight, <laughs> so. Mm. All right. Well, Vin is Vin is gone. He had a great career. Sixty-seven years. Calling games for the Dodgers. That'll never happen again.
2: He called a World Series at 25.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, when your team goes to the World Series every other year. Well, that's true. It's going to get worked in there. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else going on, Tim? Or is it time to go? No, it is time to go. Look at the time. Oh, Rock? One question, Tim, before you
1: go. How much was Vin Scully paid for calling that World Series in 1953 at the age of 25?
2: Do you know, Tim? I do not know. Uh, Jim? 50 bucks. I was going to say 50 bucks a game. I'll say uh, 40 bucks a game. Well, he was paid $200
1: and still lived with his parents. Wow. (laughs) Oh, boy. That sounds like a World Series.
0: Vin, you better get up.
2: <laughs> it's almost time for your baseball game. Yeah. Why don't you get a real job? This is not going to go anywhere. Vincent. Don't forget what, your lunch. What are you doing today? Did you yeah. clean up your room and make your bed?
0: When you come home tonight, your your father wants to talk to you about some business opportunities.
2: <laughs> That's right. Yes. You know, Joey down the street is about to move out with a beautiful girl and get married. You're you're calling these silly baseball games. Living at
0: home with his parents yet when he called his first World (laughs) Series game. Wow, awesome! That is, that's great. (laughs) No one ever made a living
3: describing baseball games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kenny, how how do you? What do you? I don't think Vin got excited there. He just explained to his mother. What he was going to do in that Vin Scully delivery. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Mom, I'm calling baseball for a living. (laughs) (laughs) You keep saying that, Vincent. I don't understand what you're talking
1: about.